Care 11 sports anchor Reggie Wilson covers the Twin City sports scene nonstop. Luke Inman is ready to put him on the hot seat. That's what you're going to do to me. Instant analysis. Yanked. Out you go. Post-game breakdowns and red-hot takes. The Timberwolves need a stitch. Reggie and Luke give you a daily dose of Minnesota sports with superior sports talk. Part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. And it starts now. Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode, Superior Sports Talk, presented by Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's your daily 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports, which you can now find streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Look out for and download our Locked On Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's Reggie Wilson on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV, and on CARE 11. Thursday, Reg, Wolves last night. Wild season opener tomorrow. Vikes looking for a 5-1 and one start. I mean, as a sports news director and anchor like yourself, is this one of those times of years where you say, okay, my head's spinning, but I wouldn't want it any other way? Yeah, great time of year. I got news for you, buddy. That wild season opener is tonight. I'll be at the X tonight Ooh. for that game. So, yeah, Boy, that it, it's a quick. great time of year. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Time. Lots to get into, but first, remember, follow along on the Lockdown Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button and leave us a comment. And on Twitter, give us a follow. It's at LockedOnMIN. And remember, we're a podcast, too. Free and available, all platforms, Spotify, Apple, you name it, we got it. Tons of great choices over there. You got the Ron Johnson Show. You got the Football Party and more. It's your one-stop shop with endless Vikings talk with local experts. Do us a favor, hit the subscribe button and drop us a five-star review. Speaking of YouTube, every day I'm posting a new poll up on the Lockdown Minnesota YouTube community page. Yesterday I posed the question, which current NFC North quarterback will last the longest with his respective team? Kirk Cousins, he signed through 2023. Aaron Rodgers signed that three-year contract extension this offseason. Technically keeps him around through 2026, but in all reality, the last two years are opt-outs. In fact, he could bail out whenever he wants, knowing him. Justin Fields, he's on the rookie deal through 2024. They got an option to pick up his fifth-year deal in 2025. And in Detroit, Jared Goff, he's got two more years on his deal through 2024. So on paper, Cousins is the guy who's going to be the free agent the soonest. Yet the results of the poll went like this. Goff dead last at 4%. Rogers third place at 15%. Fields second place with 21%. And Kirk Cousins far and away the leading vote getter with 60%. Reg, quick thoughts on the votes and who you personally think will still be with their respective teams looking down the road two, three years from now in the NFC North. Man, as much as Justin Fields has been getting it, you know, from everybody, I that's pretty surprising that he was mm -hmm. as high on the list. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's interesting because Kirk Cousins, I feel like, is such a polarizing figure here in the Twin Cities. It's like you either love him or you hate him, but there's no in-between. There's no like, oh, he's all right. You know, it's like, oh, you know, we'll... We'll, we'll take him, you know. There's either like, hey, this guy is good. People need to stop sleeping on him. Or it's like, oh, this guy is terrible. The Vikings. Pitchfork Nation coming out. Yeah. 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 And so it, it's interesting because, you know, most people thought, you know, it was kind of like D'Lo, honestly, after last season and how things ended up and just the, the time that he spent here. People thought that maybe the the Vikings would be moving on from him. People thought that maybe the the Wolves would be moving on from D'Lo, but here they go handing D'Lo the keys to the car with this brand new, you know, 
assembly of talent around him. Same thing with Kirk Cousins. So much talent around him on offense. They're like, here you go. We're going to extend that contract. You know, I, I know a lot of it had to do with the, the money ramifications that were mm-hmm. going on there with the salary cap. And it's like, look, you can do far, far worse than Kirk Cousins. You look at the situation in Washington. You mm-hmm. look at the situation in Carolina. You know, just to name a few teams that you're like, uh, these teams don't really have a shot with the guys that they have at quarterback. You can do far worse with Kirk Cousins. Um, and so I think that's probably where some of this motivation is coming from. I don't know where I stand as far as that poll goes, because I think, you know, naturally Fields is the younger guy. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. he might be the guy that lasts longer. But then, you know, if, if he doesn't produce how people think that he should, maybe the Bears move on from him and start over, even with the draft collateral that they gave up to go get him. You know, you're talking about two straight quarterbacks that you've traded up to to grab that, you know, you no longer have on the roster. I think that's just kind of malpractice at that point. But I don't know. I, Aaron Rodgers could come out and surprise us. He could play mm-hmm. three to five more years and just go out there and just be a hippie and keep spinning it. So it, I don't know. It, it, that's, a, that's an interesting scenario. I don't think Jared Goff is very, very long for Detroit. I thought that this was going to be a ridiculously big year for him, especially how much they were praising him, you know, coming into the season, how strong of a camp he had. He looked putrid last week against uh, against New England. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you. I hear you. Devil's advocate. Outside of last week, which, hey, you got out coached by Bill Belichick. Who doesn't, right? It happens. This offense has been lights out for Detroit up until last mm. week. And the guy's only 28 years old. I mean, he's a baby in quarterback years right now. Instead of Detroit using their two first-round picks to trade up and get a quarterback next draft, why not just use all those picks on the defensive side of the ball and load up with a few studs to pair with Aiden Hutchinson, Jeff Okuda, Josh Paschal, instead of wasting more years trying to develop a new guy and gambling he pans out. Go with a guy you know for certain can run the offense and put up points on the board. Again, that was the number one offense heading into last week in the NFL. I get it. He's not fun. He's not flashy. But, man, if I was a Lions fan, I would at least have to think long and hard about the facts on the table. And the fact is, Jared Goff can play. And he isn't the issue right now in Detroit by any means. It's that defense. Chicago, you mentioned it. Interesting because how long's the leash with Justin Fields, right? You know it's a total rebuild, so they get what? This year and then maybe all of next year. But if you still don't know by then, then you probably have your answer. He probably ain't it. Mm. You will have three full starting years under his belt by then. So he could very well still be on the team in 2024, but he may not be the actual starter. They may have to bring in another guy. The Rodgers thing is weird because he really feels like a guy that if things get bad this year and go south, he just packs up and bails. I don't know how well he would handle that much turmoil and heat, to be honest. Now, will they actually continue to struggle this bad? No, I don't think so. I think they figure it out. But even saying that, I can't imagine he plays more than through 2024 at the absolute latest. That's just my opinion. Kirk, though, yeah, it's tough to know because so much can happen between now and the end of next season. So far, though, just like in Detroit, if the Vikes start losing games, it doesn't feel like it's because of Kirk. And all in all, 31 mil this year, 36 next year. 
that's kind of peanuts compared to what some of these other guys are making. If they have even the slightest idea that they may be ready to move on from Kirk, I think we'll know come next draft because the best thing you can do for the long haul is get a guy in here now and let him sit for a year behind Kirk next season in KOC. Mm -hmm. And if they don't draft a quarterback next year, even if it's like third or fourth round, I think they think Kirk might be the right choice to stick with for another two, three-year deal and kind of let him end his career here in Minnesota. Very interesting, though. Fun little exercise. Remember, I'm posting a new poll every day. Locked on Minnesota YouTube channel under the community page. And while you're there, please, we're begging you, smash that subscribe button and give us a follow. All right. Huge news on the injury front yesterday. Mike McDaniels announced Tua will not be playing this Sunday. He's cleared to practice. He can start working on the field, but his timeline to actually play still very unclear. Mike McDaniels said, quote, he hasn't done a thing on the football field for literally two weeks. So I don't think that would be fair to the player. That wouldn't be fair to the team. I don't feel comfortable putting him in that situation. Meanwhile, they have announced Skylar Thompson will be the starter Sunday. Teddy Bridgewater, if he clears concussion protocol, will be the backup. So here we go. Seventh round rookie, third stringer Skylar Thompson from good old Kansas State. He played three and a half quarters Sunday when Teddy went down 16 to 33. Buck 66, two turnovers, one interception, one fumble loss in the fourth quarter. Reg, Skylar Thompson, another dreaded backup quarterback storyline for the Vikes. <laughs> now they got a face. They've had weirdly bad luck with these guys in the past. I don't know what it is. Cooper Rush always comes to mind first. Andy Dalton mm -hmm. brought them down to the wire already once this year. How do you feel about the Vikes defense matching up against yet another backup quarterback this week? And is there anything you remember about Skyler in college or during the pre-draft process that always stuck out to you as to why he could be a guy you don't want to overlook Sunday if you're the Vikes? So Skyler Thompson is... Uh, a really good college quarterback from what I remember. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my best friends, he is a K-State grad and I hear about it often and he loves Skylar Thompson. I think the issue with Skylar was some of the injury mm -hmm. concerns that he dealt with in college, but the ability was there. You know, they go from him to a guy like Adrian Martinez there at Kansas State, and they haven't skipped a beat. I think what you do know that you get from your K-State quarterbacks is a sound quarterback. You also get a little bit of mobility as well. So I haven't seen Skyler play much this season. Uh, haven't haven't seen him play a lot since Kansas mm -hmm. State days. I just think that, you know, it says a lot about Mike McDaniels trusting him that he's the guy that he's like, okay, cool. We're going to put him out there, let him do his thing. I don't know if it's just confidence in his system or just confidence in the player or both that he's just like, look, we're going to roll with this guy and do what we have to do while our other quarterbacks are still in the concussion protocol and ride out. I think whenever you hear backup quarterback, as a Vikings fan, you're scared because you're just like, dude, like, come on, man. Like, can we just, can we just get the starter in there? Just throw Tua, throw mm -hmm. a, uh, you know, a, a robot of Tua in there, you know, put him in there, let him, let him play because we, we feel like he might be better off with us than the backup quarterback. I don't know. It's something about backups playing against the Vikings. They just go out there and play loose. You know, Cooper Rush last year made some incredible throws. I was in the building watching it unfold, and I'm just like, yo, the Vikings have everybody. 
you know, like they, they have all of their pieces in place and they are getting crushed by this backup quarterback. He outplayed Kirk Cousins that night. You're just like, what is going on here? And so I think, you know, as a Vikings fan, you're like, they should be able to get some pressure on this guy, you know, maybe make things a little bit confusing for him. If if you think about those Vic Fangio, Ed Donatel defenses, they do a lot of exotic things on defenses to confuse quarterbacks. And this is a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback. They would do well to to really like press the receivers, throw some things out there that look a certain way, but are a different way as far as the, the defensive scheme and some of the exotic looks and coverages and really just make it hard for him that day and rear that, you know, pin their ears back and, and rush the quarterback like kind of like we haven't seen over the last few weeks and really make it a tough day for him. But for some reason, it may not go that way and we may see another game come down to the wire on Sunday. Yeah, I just remember coming out of college, PFF was like super high on this guy. Always posted great PFF numbers every week. The knocks Mm -hmm. coming out of the draft was he was old, 25 years old already as a rookie. What you mentioned coming off two injuries, one to his throwing shoulder in 2020 and one Mm -hmm. to his right knee in 2021. And then even though he rushed for 26 touchdowns in college, he had the slowest 40 time of any quarterback in the class with a 4-9-1. Then he shows up phenomenal preseason Kyle Sloter-esque if you ask me first game was nine of ten only incompletion was a drop pass should have been 10 for 10 two big time throws in that game finishes the preseason five touchdowns zero turnovers he had the third highest quarterback rating with a 138.4 so preseason take it with a grain of salt going up against backups then he's going to go up against a starting NFL caliber defense now but I'm just saying not a guy you want to overlook and get stung by Sunday because we know You'd never hear the end of it from Vikings fans, as they would have every right to, (laughs) given the history versus backup quarterbacks. Plus, let's not forget, he doesn't need to do it all by himself in this offense. He's got two studs in Tyreek and Waddle. And you know Mm -hmm. McDaniels, he's going to drop a game plan that just takes some pressure off him, designs some easy throws, help him get into a rhythm, get comfortable, get his confidence going. Other injury news, Dolphins will be without cornerback Byron Jones once again, while cornerback Xavier Howard was limited Wednesday. He missed week five with a groin injury. Also, their starting tackle, Melvin Ingram, Raheem Mostert. It's a laundry list of names over there in Miami right mm. now. And on the other hand, for the Vikes, no one missed practice. Only three guys were limited. Madison, Zadarius and a Caleb Evans thoughts on the injury front and which names mentioned could impact the game Sunday one way or another. Yeah, I, I think the, the injury report, it's crazy because it's like you would think that that would lean in the favor of the Vikings, but just some weird stuff usually happens when the Vikings play these teams that seem like they should have the advantage against. And I know it's a new year, a new regime, but I was talking to someone at work about this uh, the other day, and they were just like, man, it's a new team per se, you know, new regime in there, but it seems like old habits die hard with this team. Like, for some reason, there's just some type of something with the team that kind of allows some similar goofy things to happen on these game days. And what's interesting is, is, 
this year they're pulling out some of these these games. They've pulled out all the games that have, you know, caused them to come from behind. But in years past, you play these games against these teams that look like they're depleted with injury, that look like all of a sudden, you know, these people that you haven't heard before just stepping up, making big plays, and you're just like, what the – like, why does that have to happen against the Vikings? What, what is going on here? And and those things happen, but I, I don't know, man. It, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to, you know, project any doom and gloom on the Vikings. I just, it's funny. I've only been on this beat for like a year and some change now, but I've kind of understood the way of the You get it now? The land. It. Yeah. It's some it's weird tough, juju I, I going around here, Vikings man. Yeah. Some weird vibes going around here, man. It's tough to explain until you actually come experience for a little bit. No, you're right. All right, Reg. Final Superior Sports Show for the week. Round table tomorrow with Ron Johnson. So give me one bold take, one bold prediction for Sunday's game before we move on. What do you got? One bold prediction? Yeah. What do you How got? about this? Something spicy. How about this? The defense mm-hmm. will have five plus sacks Ooh. against the Dolphins. They're due, baby. You know, you look at, I like that. You look at that. You look at that offensive line, you know, Teron Armstead, he's banged up. He's there, you know, bookend, left tackle. They've had some injuries, as you just mentioned, all around the team. Like, wouldn't this be the game that all of a sudden the edge department just kind of figures some things out? I know Daniil Hunter is doing some some adjusting to this new 3-4 scheme. They're calling on him to do a little bit different things than he did in the 4-3. And I think he's taking a bit to get adjusted coaching staff doesn't seem to be worried about his quote-unquote lack of production so far. They think he's going to be okay. I think it's great that he is at least healthy, just continuing to let him grow back there. But wouldn't this be the game? Daniil gets like three sacks. Zadarius gets a couple. You know, maybe, you know, guys like Wanham or Phillips or Tomlinson get in there for a sack. Like this will be the the time in the game to have five-plus sacks and really make things difficult against this young rookie quarterback. His numbers weren't very great last week. I think he only threw for 166 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. Quarterback rating in the 50s. So this will be the time to get after this guy. And that's my bold prediction. Five-plus sacks for this edge department. I love it. Vikes fans waiting for this front seven, especially guys like Hunter and Zedarius to kind of bust out of their shell. Dalvin Cook, he's played five games thus far. He's touched the ball 92 times. His longest play of the season is 22 yards. And that was on a trick play last week when he caught that Justin Jefferson lateral. Before that, his longest play through four games was 16 yards. Where's the chunk place? Where's the home run hitter? It's coming this Sunday in Miami. I think Dalvin Cook, will have three plays or more over 20 yards, and I think he's going to have at least one play of over 50 yards on the ground, through the air, doesn't matter. But this guy splits when he plays in Florida, going all the way back to his FSU days in college. He goes wild. And the last time he played the Finns at U.S. Bank in 2018, dude went absolutely off. Cook busts out of the shell. He goes crazy Sunday with multiple explosive plays. That's my bold prediction. He's back at home. 
Yeah, back at home, man. You know he feels comfortable. Something about playing in Florida, dude just always plays his best football. Plenty more Vikes and NFL talk to get into. Next, we're going through the highlights of the Timberwolves preseason game versus the Lakers last night. But first, Kevin O'Connell is third in odds to win Coach of the Year, currently sitting at 12-1 to 1 behind only Nick Sirianni, the favorite at even money, and Brian Dabble in New York, whose odds are 5.5-1. to 1. Make sure to keep tabs all season long and check those odds out and more with BetOnline, BetOnline.net, fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Stats, news, info, you want it, they got it. NFL, MLB, NBA, even MMA and UFC. BetOnline makes betting easy and is your number one source for all your betting needs. Go to BetOnline.net today to learn more. That's BetOnline.net where the game starts. And remember, when you subscribe to Lockdown Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Sam and Ron talk football every day on the Ron Johnson Show. Reggie Wilson gives you a sports anchor's perspective right here on Superior Sports Talk. And the Minnesota Football Party brings together the top Vikings podcasters in the city. Subscribe to the free Lockdown Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcast. Drop us a five-star review or... Find our videos on the Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button and leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. And find us now streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just download our Locked On Sports Minnesota app there and enjoy all our content and daily shows for free at your fingertips any day, anytime. All right. To basketball we go. T-Wolves in their fourth preseason game. Long trip out on the West Coast last night taking on the Lakers. They come away with their fourth straight victory and remain undefeated. D'Lo with the plus-minus of plus 12, 15 points, 8 assists. And everyone just assumed the odd man out after the Rudy Gobert trade would be Nas Reed. Kind of got the short end of the stick there. Forced to play backup center behind Rudy and probably Cat. He just will not go quietly into the night. 22 points, 13 boards. He's been solid all preseason. Quick breakdown on what you saw from last night's game and just overall now through four games, what's kind of stuck out to you the most? So what's interesting is John Krasinski tweeted this last night, and I totally agree with him. But these Wolves look deep. I think mm -hmm. when they made the trade that they made, they gave up a lot of depth to go and get Rudy Gobert. And it was just like, okay, how are these guys going to fill out the rest of the roster? You think of like how lean the Golden State Warriors were when they got rid, or when they brought in Kevin Durant. It was like, because they were paying Clay, Steph, Draymond, and KD, they didn't really have a lot of money for some of the other guys, you know, like the Sean Livingstons. They were able to keep him around, but he was like the main bench guy. You know, the, the Andre Iguodala's, the, you know, all the guys that kind of made that team what it was before KD got there with all the depth that they had, all of a sudden they couldn't, they couldn't keep the, the depth there because they had to be so lean after all these other big contracts on their books. And you think about it, with the Wolves, they went out, they get Austin Rivers, they get Kyle Anderson, they get Brim Forbes. And they they get Luca Garza, and you're just like, man, I don't know how these dudes are gonna work out, you know, because you know these are not necessarily top tier names. But then you think about it, they're high on a guy like Jalen Noel, they're high on a guy like Nas Reed, and we've seen what Nas Reed can do when he's come in 
in games past. You know, last year, he could pop out for that corner three or he can go and get you a bucket inside. Like, I think the the natural maturation of Nas Reed is very, very interesting and, 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 a, and quite the development when you look at this team. I mean, you look at this guy, he's only 23 years old. So he's still a That's growing it? player in this league. I remember yes. watching him in the D League, man, like four or five years ago, balling out. That's crazy. Yeah, he's been Nas solid. Reed so keep going. Is yeah. only twenty three years old, wow. six foot ten, a growing player. He had uh, 11, uh, 11 points a game in twenty twenty. Went down to eight because his minutes dropped as well last mm-hmm. season. But it's just a guy that goes in there and is productive when he plays. And last night, he went off. Last night, it was 22 points. He scored 19 in the first half alone. Like, the dude was balling out. And so I think you look at this Timberwolves team and the depth that they have, that they're showing right now, seems to be on the cusp of scary hours because you know what you're going to get from that starting five. Well, I guess you kind of know what you're going to get from that starting five. Looks like D'Lo may take an, another step forward That now that they've handed him the keys to the car, kind of playing off that pick and roll and allowing him, coming off of a, a season where he had a career high in assists, maybe he even beats that and, and really makes the Timberwolves like think about long and hard what they're going to do with him because now you're thinking about, okay, the money that we're going to have to use to pay all these guys you know, we we are we didn't even talk about Jalen Noel. He had 14 last night. Like this Wolves team can be dangerous. And if their bench is gonna play like how they played last night, I know it's preseason, but this team looks strong from top to bottom. And that seems to bode well for them in that Western Conference this season. Pretty weird slash kind of hilarious to see Pat Bev in that Lakers uniform trying to get everybody in the huddle and Russ Westbrook's over in the corner like, not oh, having it, not being the team player. Nah, 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 I'm not doing that. Did you yeah, see him last night uh, with Jaden McDaniels? Throwing the ball that, back and forth? That box him? out, he threw, he pushed him. <laughs> and then I guess Jaden McDaniels was just like, all right, whatever. And he, I guess he kind of aggressively threw the ball towards Russ. Mm-hmm. Russ is just like, whips oh, it heck back no, he caught it. He threw it back at him. Jamie Daniels was like, no, dude, like, take the ball out. Like, this is your ball right now. Russ is like, no, don't throw the ball at me. I'll throw the ball at you. I don't know what the heck is going on. You know, like, Russ goes into a different, like, mode when he goes out there on the court. But, like, he just kind of seems unhinged at this point. And I don't know what's going on with this guy, but we could be in for some dysfunction with the Lakers. Just something to keep an eye on. But Jaden McDaniels was not having it. Lakers always under the microscope. LeBron, Russ, perfect word there. Unhinged for sure. And now you got the Pat Bev factor as well. Lakers, T-Wolves. I think that's going to be a recipe for some pretty entertaining games throughout this regular season, mm-hmm. to say the least. Wolves regular season right around the corner, less than a week away next Wednesday, October 19th, taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder in the backyard at home at the Target Center. Rest assured, this is a spot to be. Reggie and I will be breaking it all down all season long right here on Superior Sports Talk. Coming up, we're going around the NFL with what does it mean. But first, Hungry? 
Need a little midday snack on the go? Grab a Built Bar. Built Bar made with collagen protein, so it's easily digestible and provides tons of health benefits. Each bar has 160 calories and 15 grams of protein, packing the perfect punch of nutrition and taste. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a Built Bar. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON15. All right, time has come for our What Does It Mean segment. I'm putting Reggie on the hot seat. Let's jump right into it. First one up, rookie running backs Damian Pierce and Brees Hall. They flashed on the ground while Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave have shined through the air offensively, while Sauce Gardner and Tariq Woolen have dominated defensively in their first five games. What does it mean when it comes to the early favorites for Rookie of the Year awards? Who's kind of sticking out to you so far? Kind of a lot of options here. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, when it comes to defensive rookie of the year, I'm all in on sauce. Didn't I'm do we all both not say sauce. that? We're gonna have to pull up yeah. our preseason predictions. I think that was our guy. Yeah, I'm all in on sauce. The dude is a dude. I saw mm-hmm. him just kind of ascend at the University of Cincinnati. You know, I covered that team for a couple years and I just saw him really climb up the ranks and really like put himself as a top tier corner in all of college football. It was really cool when the Bearcats played Alabama because he was able to go up against some of those guys that, you know, people were like, oh, just wait until he plays some real competition. It's like, mm-hmm. no, like he's just good. You know, the the duo of him and Kobe Bryant in college was really outstanding. And Sauce is just come over into the NFL. I think he landed at a great spot. Robert Sala is probably one of the best people that he could play for in terms of his development into the NFL. And so far, so good, man. This dude looks like a gamer. He's out there defending. He's out there getting picks. He's out there, you know, I think he's uh, nearly sacked Teddy Bridgewater. On Sunday, on that play where Teddy sustained the concussion, it was because of a blitz that Sauce had, and they thought it was a, a fumble. It ended up being a, an incomplete pass, but Sauce was just like, I'm coming. I'm coming. As far as the offensive side, you know, usually these awards almost always go to quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. But right now, there's not really a leader in that particular clubhouse. And so when you look at a guy like Damian Pierce, I do think that he has a chance as RB1 to be that offensive rookie of the year. But, you know, I've been really big on Chris Olave. He had a little bit of a setback. It was so tough to see him really kind of out of sorts after he caught that touchdown pass on Sunday. Oh, that was scary. Sustained that concussion. Yeah. These head injuries are just becoming more and more scary every time because Mm -hmm. the research is there that, that, you know, long-term, they're going to have some type of effect from these head injuries. Mm -hmm. What we don't know is just how much, you know, like I, I was a big fan growing up, St. Louis Rams, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner especially towards the back end of his career, suffered some some pretty Took a gnarly beating at the Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and I I wonder, you know, he still seems to be really sharp, especially as an analyst on NFL network and calling games mm-hmm. with with uh Rich uh Hart with Kevin Harlan um mm-hmm. week to week. But mm-hmm. you just wonder, man, 
these head injuries, what they're going to do. But I think, you know, I think if we pull back the, the preseason, you know, predictions that we made, I think you probably see that I was really high on Chris Olave as well because he was also another player that I covered at Ohio State. And I've been high on him for a while. And I think he's just going to be a bona fide star in this league. Hope the injury is okay and he can come back and continue to play. But so far, he's looked every bit like almost like a wide receiver one. You know, he's not with Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry in that offense, but he looks like a dude so far. So he's my clubhouse leader for offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, a couple days ago, I pulled up an old pre-draft clip with Jeff Risden, our boy, the godfather of draft, I call him. You oh, and so him good. both said Olave was the best route runner in the class. Of course, I pulled that clip up because he called out Blake Rodrigo as the biggest hitter on the defensive class. And of course, all Blake Rodrigo has done in Detroit is ball out. Chris Olave, yeah. Garrett Wilson, both in the top 10. Chris Olave, arguably on ESPN's top 10 rookies, number one. So you got two Ohio State wide receivers. That's all Ohio State mm -hmm. does is just churn out these NFL-type superstars. Marvin Harrison Jr., the next one on deck. I think he leads yep. the country in touchdowns for wideouts. Sauce Gardner, too. Yep. We both called him out. He's a stud. Damian Pierce, Brees Hall, two running backs, three and four. Devin Lloyd and Trevon Walker, two Jaguars mm. in the top 10. You love to see that for a rebuilding team. Drake London, number nine, and Jalen Pitti safety from the Texans so basically what you're seeing is exactly what you said not a big quarterback class this year this is the year if you're a non-quarterback rookie to kind of get the spotlight because Kenny Pickett yeah he'll start and churn out some stats but besides that who you got Bailey Zappi in New England now Skylar Thompson mm -hmm. that's it that's all you're competing for so obviously a huge year so far for some of these rookies and just a lot of fun to see the superstars and talent that's going to be filled in the NFL a couple years down the road pretty fun all right that's a wrap today back tomorrow breaking down more vikings nfl t wolves remember like rate review and subscribe to the youtube channel and join us every day for another episode with your 30 minute breakdown of everything minnesota sports we're a podcast too free and available all platforms subscribe drop us a five-star review and find us now streaming on your roku or amazon fire stick devices look out for our locked on sports minnesota app there as well that's the man, Reggie Wilson, on Twitter, at ReggieWilsonTV. Check him out every night up on CARE 11. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. Special thanks to our producer, Matt DeBritz. Tune in tomorrow to the roundtable with myself, Reggie, and Ron Johnson, part of Lockdown Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, signing off. Wild Rangers tonight. Stand up, state of hockey. Be blessed. Spread love today.